0: Somebody's been waiting on something from the Lord and I feel like today I've come not only as a pastor but as a mailman to deliver some mail, a package to somebody. I feel it that strong today. I want to read some scripture in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 3 begin with verse 1. Very familiar passage of scripture. A story that I've read from and preached from many times. But I want to preach from it today on this thought, breaking the spirit of limitation. Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. Fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Verse 7 says, And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. I've come to preach to somebody today. It is time to break off the spirit of limitation. I don't know what limitation it may be, but whatever has limited you or has restricted you or has kept you confined in a box or has immobilized you, even in this service, I've come to tell somebody, I've come to provoke somebody, I've come to challenge somebody, it's time to confront that limitation, it's time to challenge that limitation. I believe the power of God is about to be released in this place and the limitation surrounding you is going to be broken and what you could not do, God is going to do in this service. Who am I preaching to today? I don't know what that limitation is, but I feel like somebody is tired of being restricted. Somebody is ready to go to the next level. If that's you, come on, give the Lord a good shout. That's a good place to take a praise break this morning. Amen. Um... <laughs> So you got to understand the devil wants to restrict us. He wants to restrict our praise. He wants to restrict our growth. He wants to restrict us from going from glory to glory, from new levels, amen. He wants to limit our influence as a church. He wants us to be limited, and I see it happening every day to God's people. People are being limited, and they're being limited even without putting up a fight. The spirit of limitation says, I know that the blessings of the Lord are real. I know the Holy Ghost power is real. I know healing is real. I know revival is real. Amen. The spirit of limitation in your life, though, puts a ceiling up that says you can go no higher. You can go no farther. This is as much as you can have and no more. You can succeed only this far. That's a limiting spirit it from the enemy, and if you're not careful, you will begin to accept those limitations in your life. The spirit of limitation likes to remind you of your past and your baggage and your shame and your mistakes. And the spirit of limitation likes to whisper in your ear, nobody in your family has ever had a successful marriage and you will neither. Nobody in your family has ever graduated from college and you never will. Nobody in your family has ever had their own business and you never will. Nobody in your family has ever went to church and you never will. The spirit of limitation wants you to stay defeated. It wants you to keep your head down to hide in the foxhole because everything you're going through is rough. Watch this. The Bible says in Psalm 78 that they limited the Holy One of Israel with their words. You know what they said? They said, can God spread a table in the wilderness. They were speaking with limitation. They were saying, are you able, God? Can you provide, God? Can you make a way in our wilderness season right now? Are you able? I want you to listen to me today, church. Hear me good today. Hear me. We have got to quit asking, can God, and start declaring, God can. Come on. Somebody ought to praise him right there. Amen. We got to stop saying, can God, and start prophesying and declaring and speaking, my God. My God can do exceeding and abundantly above all we ask or think. We've got to quit this talking and speaking of lack. Quit speaking limitation. Quit declaring we're going to face a recession. We're going to go bankrupt. Oh, I'm going to get COVID. I'm going to get this disease. It's going to cripple me. Woe is me. Quit living in fear. Quit living in defeat. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I've come to preach. God can spread a table in the God can bless you. God can bless this church in the Season of lean times and a recession. God can heal you. God can bless you. God can free you. God can send revival. God can. Somebody say, God can. God can. I want to share with you just a moment from my opening text in Acts about a man who is limited. The Bible says there was a lame man at the gate called Beautiful. He had no name. at least we didn't know his name. All we knew in Bible was he was a lame man. Everyone else around him had a name, but he had a, his name was Lame man. He had been laid at that gate every day. He didn't get there on his own somebody had to pick him up and tote him he was really lame he could not go on his own and hear me i declare to you that we're gonna listen we're gonna see i believe some of the greatest miracles and the greatest revivals are yet to come and they're gonna be they're gonna help they're gonna be facilitated and brought on with god's help by people that have no names i thank god for people who have powerhouse names and that we know who are preachers and evangelists but I'm here to tell you I believe in the last days God is going to raise up some no name folk who are humble who love God and nobody may really know them people he can use people that's messed up before and made mistakes you better be careful this morning you may have just walked by somebody that may be the next Billy Graham in this room or somebody that may be raised up to be a voice to the nations and the They don't start out on the front row. They don't start out behind the pulpit. They start out in the back, praise God. No name. He was a no name, laid daily at the gate. He was all twisted and torn up and crippled and broken. He was limited. Couldn't do what others could do. And every day he sat at the gate while everybody else, all the big shots, All the named people, known people stepped over him, stepped around him, and went to church. Come on, somebody. Stepped over him, around him, and they went to church. (laughs) Going to the temple to do God's business, leaving the greatest business laying at the gate. And the tragedy was... His whole body was left at the gate. Listen, there was nothing wrong with the lame man's eyes. Nothing was wrong with his ears. Nothing was wrong with his hands. Nothing was wrong with his arms. Nothing was wrong with his knees. He could see. He could hear. He could reach. He He could pull himself, scoot to places. It was one area in his life that was messed up. It was just those ankles, the Bible says. Isn't it funny today how you can have a problem in one area and it limits or immobilizes everything with you? His ankles had messed up his mobility and they had messed up his future. They they had messed up his relationships. They had messed up how people viewed him. They had messed up his finances. One problem in his life spilled over and messed up all the other areas so he came to church every day but he wasn't really in the church he was laid daily outside the church at the gate he sat at the gate so long that he had developed a system Understand this is the danger that if you come to church and you don't get better after a while, after you keep coming through the doors and you keep coming to church and you've got a problem in an area in your life, but you keep coming and you never get help and you never get better, you will at some point begin to develop a system and the church will step over you and begin to step around you and you'll begin to develop a system Like the lame man, you'll get you a little cup. And at some point, you don't look for deliverance anymore. At some point, you don't look for true help anymore. At one point, you come to church and you wanted healing and you wanted help for your emotions and mind. You wanted breakthrough. You wanted deliverance. You needed direction. But at some point, after coming and not getting it, you develop a system. This man had been brought to the gate every day. At some point, I'm sure he genuinely wanted to be healed. But at some point, he developed, well, I'm going to develop me a system. There are people who go from church to church playing a game with their cups. Listen, let me preface this and say, you know my heart as a pastor. I believe in helping people, loving people. That's why we're here, and we're going to continue to do that. Feed, clothe, help people, pray for people, love people, teach people. That's what the church is about. So so listen to this message with your spiritual ears for just a moment are people who go from church to church playing a game with their cup out if you don't help me pay all my bills if you don't give me what I need to get by if you don't satisfy my desires if you don't do it my way even people will take advantage of their own family and friends if you don't help me if you don't give me what I want, I need then you don't really love me hear me the most watch it the most frightening thing that you and I can do is let them stay in the church and not pray them through breaking off that spirit of limitation if we don't pray them through they will get a little cup and they'll start, uh, they'll start seeking up little support groups and, and this this, couple, uh, this cup is for people who've decided they, they don't want to be healed now they don't want to be changed now they don't want deliverance now they don't want breakthrough they will come they will seek out and look for enablers in the church or in their families they will look for somebody to feel sorry for them to have pity for them they will take on the victim persona take on the victim mentality and everywhere they go they go here, they go there they get hurt and it's always somebody else's fault nobody understands me they'll say it wasn't really an affair that I had it was just a friendship that got out of control Oh, well, well, I've been abused, and I'm sorry if you have. Oh, I have compassion for you. Oh, it was my dad's fault. He did not raise me right. So they start wanting pity. They start wanting handouts. They start wanting contributions for their cause. Come on, love me a little while. Help me a little bit. Give me. I need to borrow this. I need some money. I need this help again and again. And when you don't give them the attention or give them what they want, then they want to be laid over there at that gate, at that church or in that family. Oh, just give me my little cup. I'm lame. I'm limited. Help me. And they wait for somebody to pass by to enable them, and the church becomes an enabler instead of us really helping them we play into them we pet them we beg them we tell them how wonderful that they are and and don't leave come on somebody give me some change don't you love me these are the kind of people that we step over and we step around because it's easier to just give them what they want than to really minister to what they really need. How many knows we're here today to pray, to really help, to preach deliverance? He had developed a system for pity, and the church just uh, appeased him instead of really helping him with his real problem. For this lame and limited man at the gate called beautiful, the devil made one major mistake. The devil let the lame man at the gate shake his cup one shake too long. He let him shake his cup one time too many. (laughs) And the Bible records the very hour and moment when the yoke and the limitation was broken off his, I wish somebody would touch your neighbor and tell somebody something's about to break in this place, something's about to break in somebody's life and somebody's about to throw their cup down, everything you've been holding on to, everything that's been limiting you, everything that's been holding you back, everything that you thought you needed, everything that you thought you had to have, God's getting ready to take that cup out of your life, God's getting ready to Spirit of limitation touch three people and say, Get rid of the cup. The limitation is breaking, something's changing. Shout, break it, somebody. Somebody shout, break it. I feel like today I need to warn the devil. Devil, if there are people in this room, if there are people watching this message, you better keep get them out of this room now. You better cause them to turn the computer or their phone off so they can't hear this message anymore because I feel the same anointing on me and in this place that came on Peter. Oh, Peter and John that day, silver and gold I may not have. But what I do have, I have in the name of Jesus today. I wish somebody would shout Jesus. Hey, praise God. Somebody say Jesus. When we shout Jesus, Limiting spirits are being broken. Chains are being broken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hear me today. I preach this in love. But what the church needs sometimes is tough love. Not enablement, not babying. God has kept somebody here alive this long so He could snatch you out of the hell you're in and break off those limitations on your life. I'm not listen. As a pastor, yes, part of what I do is to is to bring comfort. You're, As a shepherd in the flock, a shepherd comforts, he guides, he takes care of the sheep. Sometimes it's also my job to get the old staff out and bring some correction through the Word. Amen. So, So, (laughs) at this moment right now, I'm not here to console you. I'm not here to counsel you. I'm not here to baby you. I'm not here to tell you how wonderful and gifted and talented you are and how needed you are. I've come under the anointing with the authority of the Lord Jesus to tell somebody right now is the time to get up in the name of Jesus. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. Be set free in the name of Jesus. I've come to declare the spirit of limitation is broken off of you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's tired of being half delivered. Somebody's tired of being half free. Somebody's tired of having to put on that fake smile. Somebody's sick and tired of having to force yourself to be happy at church and then going home to weep. Some of you is tired of being limited to only go so far. And it's like hitting a wall every time. can't break through. Some of you are saying, when, when, when will I get a real touch, real breakthrough, real joy, real peace, real freedom? I've come to tell somebody now is the right time, or this is the right place today for a miracle to be set free, to break. This lame man had a lot of things wrong. He was at the gate. He was at the place of transition. Some of you have been at the gate of your blessing for years he was at the gate of transition where he could go through into the church some of you are hanging out at the gate at the place of transition on the verge of being blessed for years you've been feeling it coming for years you've been so close that you could smell it and taste it for years and in spite of all you've been through if the devil could have he would have killed you and destroyed you while you were at the gate but I've come to tell somebody you're still here today you're still alive today you You may be in through hell and high water, but you're still here. Come on, you may have weak ankles, but you're still here. You may be broke, but you're still here. You may be in debt, but you're still here. You may have a tough marriage, but you're still here. Your kids may be strung out on drugs, but you're still alive today. You may be hurting, but you're still breathing. Well, guess what? God didn't keep you alive for nothing. He kept you alive for a miracle and it's time for the church to quit stepping by you and over you and just tossing you this and that to appease you. Somebody's got to stop and deal with the spirit of limitation that the devil has come against you with. Somebody's got to stop being politically correct and start declaring the truth of God's word over your life. Like Peter and John did to the lame man. See, he wasn't lame because he wanted to be. He was lame because he couldn't help himself. He had been lame a long time because of something that had happened way back then. He was lame from his mother's womb. And now he was looking for enablers and people to appease him. And he really didn't want true deliverance and help. Just... Just appease me, just, just help me. I, I'd, I'd rather you just appease me a little bit, make me feel better. And I don't know if I really want to be truly set free. And I, I kind of like this attention now. Uh, hallelujah. But one day, two men full of the Holy Ghost was coming to church. And fixing their eyes on him, they declared, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up. And the Bible says he got up leaping and praising God. The limitation was broken. He was finally free. Wherever you are today, whatever spirit of limitation is holding you back, I declare and speak the same thing over you that Peter and John did today. If you're watching today or you're in this room, it's time today to drop the excuses. It's time to stop The blame game. It's time to have no more victim mentality because the presence of the Lord is here. His word has been spoken over you. So it's time for you and I to get up and receive our miracle. It's time for the spirit of limitation to be broken in the name of Jesus. No more excuses. I speak to us as a church today. Mount Holly, no more excuses. No more blaming. It's time to go forward. Amen. <laughs> no more, if well, if we had this, if we had this particular building, if we had this particular ministry, if we had this particular program, if we had this particular thing, if we had our, our mortgage paid off, no, we'd no, look, we've got something, but that's all great but we've got something better than all that stuff. Do you know what it is? The name of Jesus today. Peter and John said, I don't have silver, I don't have gold. They could have probably taken it. I don't have, I don't have medicine for you. I don't have a brace for you. I don't have a wheelchair for. You. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this. I don't that. I come to you today as a pastor. I'm limited. I, I don't, I don't have some of the things other pastors do. Our, our, church may be struggling in this area and that. But you know what? I'm tired of blaming. I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of trying to reason everything away. What I have realized in preparing this little message is that I've got everything I need, and Mount Holly Church has everything, and it. It's through the name of Jesus. It's through the name of Jesus. Come on, let's stop with excuses. Let's stop the blame game. Let's stop trying to reason and say if we had this or that. Personally, will you stop it too? And let's get up today. It's a new season. It's a new horizon. Come on and let's embrace this today. It's time to get up. Break off the spirit of limitation. My God, I want there's some there's some desires and dreams that I have in my personal life and family and that I have for Mount Holly that I believe are God given. There's some things I've been desiring for years, and it just seems like you can't. Every time you take three two steps forward, you take three back. Some of you feel and sense and are going through some of the same things. Now I hear the Lord saying, you can have that, but you're gonna to have to deal. Get to the root of it today. Don't just get appeased. Just don't, 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 don't just take this and that. You've got to deal with it if you truly wanna be free and move forward. I can't help, and I know many of you have heard this illustration before, but I could not not think about this story and concerning this message. It is said in some places they'll take a baby elephant and they'll put a chain or a rope around that little elephant's leg and tie it to a pole or a stake in the ground when it's young and little. And they'll leave it there. They'll they'll bring it. They'll appease it. They'll bring it food and water. Shit nurture it take care of it and as they do that through the years that little elephant begins to grow and mature and get bigger but it's still tied to that stake that pole can't leave it doesn't leave it it can only go so far it's limited it'll try to go further but it's nudged back it's limited that elephant begins to grow and grow and this morning I looked that up. I never really thought about it. How how big do elephants? We know elephants get big. But did you know the average weight for elephants can range from 5,000 to 14,000 pounds? They say that an elephant has somewhere around 40,000 muscles in its body. With their trunk, they can push over trees. They can lift around six or seven hundred pounds with that trunk. They even say that some of these elephants can, can pull or push with their whole body weight up to a ton of weight. But do you know what? If they take that little elephant as a baby and they tie him to a pole somewhere, it gets in his head, he's trained, and he thinks he's always stuck. Even when he gets grown weighing 14,000 pounds, and all he would have to do is take his body and just lunge forward and be free. That's all it would take. Snap it like that. You hear me today? That's exactly where the enemy has many of God's people today. He's got many of people trained that you're a nobody, that you're weak, that you're little, you're but but hear me today. We're not looking at little people today. You, you're you're somebody today through Jesus Christ. You've got the power. You've got the strength. You just got to use it today. Some some people here, some people watching this, you're like the elephant tied to the pole. You know that God's got something more for you but you feel like you just can't get away from it. That stops today. If you love the Lord, if you have a relationship with the Lord, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive in you. The same power that called Lazarus out of the tomb is alive in you and in this place. The same power that caused the Red Sea to and I could go on, is alive and well and here today and in you. And all you've got to do is say, in the name of Jesus, I refuse to be bound to that any longer. God's got an assignment for my life. He's got a call on my life. He's got something for me to do. He's got blessing for my family, my marriage, my children. I refuse to be intimidated. I refuse to be bound anymore. I refuse to believe the lies and the limitations from the devil. If I know anything, God sent me to preach to somebody today and tell you today is your day.